Welcome to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I'm Laura Katina. And I'm Amy Mara. And we created this podcast out of our own struggles with the hope that we can help other women who are navigating one of the many different seasons we've been through. Whether you're running a business or dealing with the juggling act of your motherhood and your career, we are here to give you real tips and strategies to navigate it all. So let's dive into today's episode. This week, Laura and I are going to drop some realness on our audience. Um, it's a topic that has been swirling around in a lot of different scenarios, actually, for both of us personally, some of the things we've seen on social media. And that topic is whether or not it's okay to be true to who you are and whether or not the advice and counsel of other people about how you should be showing up is always worth taking that advice or perhaps you need to really reflect on, you know, what works best for you before you like start changing the way that you show up um, in certain scenarios. So to give a little bit of a background on this, you know, I think we've also touched on this topic before about being who you are, being in alignment with who you are. Um, But I'll give you an example. Laura and I both are members of of several committees and and we have to have many meetings during the month and we both know that like when we show up to this meeting we want to show up as our authentic selves we want to be who we are that's who you know we were elected to serve we were elected to do or nominated to to be on these boards and participate because of who we are and we don't feel like it is necessary to always try and be a chameleon and adopt other people's ways of thinking, speaking, mannerisms, responses, etc., just to get your point across. And that you can still be really effective in, you know, saying what you need to say and being the person that you are by just continuing to show up as your true self. So that's what we want to talk about today. Can you start off with your experience running for Board of Education? Sure. Where you live, because I think yeah. it's just like a great example. Yeah. So I decided in the summer of this year to run for the Board of Education in my town. I have small kids that are entering the public school district and um, excuse me, the public schools in our district. And, you know, a lot of different factors went into it. And I'm not going to get too heavy into the reasons why. But. Over the years, I have become acutely aware of how important it is for me to show up as authentic as I possibly can be and being representative of the person that I am. So, for example, I was one of those young female attorneys back in the day who always wanted to be like my male counterparts because they were the ones that were saturating the litigation matters that I was working on. I I always had a male adversary. I could probably count on one hand how many cases I had where I had a female adversary, meaning an attorney on the other side. And so really early on, I had adopted this idea of like, I need to run with the men that I'm I'm, uh, litigating with. I need to be like them. I need to adopt their characteristics. Look at how much respect that they get. Look at how much, you know, um, courtesies and how much like of a collegial relationship they have with other attorneys. And that was like eight years ago. As I have come to realize over the past several years, most importantly, I think over the past two to three years, is that me showing up and doing the things that 
I'm doing, such as running for a publicly elected position as Board of Education, it means something to other people than what it means to me. So there are women in my community that have come up to me and approached me during this campaign season. And now this is post-election that we're recording this. And also um, when this episode is airing, but they've come up to me during the course of this campaign saying like, I'm so impressed that you're sticking your, your neck out there as a mom with young kids. And it was like, Ooh, I, I didn't think of it that way. I didn't think about how people see me not just as, you know, an attorney or, um, you know, somebody that's running for this position, but they actually just see me as being a mom with two kids that are in this district. And that representation is important to them. Like that's something that they see in me. And so it reaffirms to me that I am multifaceted. I bring a lot to the table, but I have to lean into all of those different aspects of me in order to show up authentically and be true to to who I am and not just worry about adopting to the fact that all of the other candidates were men. All of the sitting board members, with the exception of one, are men. The, the top administrators in our public school district are men. And so if I were to sit here and be the eight years ago, Amy, and say, oh, I have to do it all just like the men, I would be doing a disservice to not only myself, because I'm not acting as my true self, but I'd also be doing a disservice to the representation that I could have on behalf of other people that they could see in me something about themselves. Does that make sense? So you don't have to conform the way you speak or present yourself or what I'll get into in a second, the way you write an email to be like how other people think that you should be. For example, (laughs) I saw a post on Instagram recently that made me furious. And it's actually somebody that it's another female lawyer that I really respect. But the post was about why do we have to soft? What did she say? Let's stop having to lighten our emails up with soft language. And she did like a reel of like a girl, a woman, girl, a woman sitting at her laptop and she's showing the screen of the email. And instead of using like fluffy or light language and like an exclamation point, it was very like curt, short, to the point. And I looked at that and I took that to mean, what am I supposed to be more like a man? Like, I don't understand. Are you telling us that if we naturally speak like that, it's too light and feminine? I was so annoyed at that post, probably because I do send light emails. I use plenty of exclamation points. I will end emails with thank you, exclamation point, Laura. And I am totally fine with it. I don't care if you think it's light, if you think it's fluffy, that's how I speak. And I'm not going to change that just because in my capacity as attorney, I should maybe be more formal, just not doing it. So, and I don't think that we should encourage other women if they do write and speak like that. And that's naturally who they are. Why do we have to conform to what somebody else would say? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, because what that post implies is that we can actually control how other people perceive us. 
Oh my and God. Just, so good. Totally. That's really not ever going to happen. Right. And I think that if you've been listening to us for long enough, uh, long enough, you know, that Laura and I, we, we created this podcast. It's called be the CEO of your life and business because our underpinning takeaway is that you are in control of you. You are in control of your choices. You're in control of your mindset, your actions, your behaviors, you, but it's all about you. It's much less about the other people. And so if it feels good to write an email, like I am notorious for this. I just wanted to follow up to see if you had an update on something, right? Period. Or exclamation mark, whatever it is, because that's, how people know me to be. And that's how I have been writing emails for forever. And quite frankly, if I have a really great relationship with a client or with, you know, an adversary, I don't need to come across because tone is everything and people can't read tone from an email and they're going to take whatever tone they want to, no matter what you do. So you really just have to continue to show up as you are authentically. And if it makes you happy and it's not, you know, I, I don't know, not how everybody else expects you to do. Who cares? You're the one that's happy. You're the one that's proud of that. You're the one that's saying, I would stamp my approval on that. It just, yeah, I think the perspective that when we were talking about this this morning, Katina, you like hit it on the head. Like, what if that is the way that I show up? What if it is the most authentic to me? Why should I change that? Because you as an outsider, a third party is saying that that might come across as soft. Well, what if it doesn't land soft? What if the other person is like, that was really a respectful way as opposed to the demand saying, please tell me when I'm expecting these things. Like that could to land me, really tough. To me, the, like the curt, cold, short email example that she gave in that reel, like it, it's so not, <clears throat> look, sometimes that way of communicating is appropriate. It depends on the situation. It depends on the adversary. For the most part, I do not send emails like that because I don't speak that way. I am not curt. I'm not short. I love exclamation points. I think they're friendly. I think I love light emails. Like I don't need to be short and curt just to conform to the way somebody else would be, you know, and I'm not going to change the way I speak or the way I write. Like I've been practicing a really long time and maybe like 15 years ago or 20 years ago when I was first starting out, I was more likely to say, I don't want anybody to think that I don't know what I'm doing or, you know, that I'm, you know, not formal enough or whatever. So maybe way back when I would have conformed to something that was not me. Right. And now, nope. Not doing it. Well, because I think you were also more concerned about what other people's opinions were until you did all of that work to be like, yeah, that's not really ever going to bring me happiness if I'm sitting here worrying how it's going to land with everybody else in the world. Right. It's just not, it's not a good um, use of our energy to be so concerned about something that we cannot control. And of course you have to know your audience. If I'm sending a letter to the court I'm not saying thank you, exclamation point. (laughs) It's not (laughs) what I'm doing. Like you have to know your audience and that's part of it. You know, if you're communicating with the court, obviously it's not going to be the same kind of like lighthearted email 
that I'm going to send to a client or an adversary. I mean, it's just different. So to some extent, you have to know your audience. Um, But I really felt like that post gave the wrong message to women. Do you agree? I just felt like it was not a good message, especially for women. Like, what are you telling them? They can't be. It's like if you send an email like that, you're too feminine. That's literally how I took that. Right. Um, Because the opposite, the opposite argument and the one that she's making is you don't have to soften yourself in order to get what you need. Like you can be direct and you can still be effective. And I understand that to a certain extent that perhaps there are people that need to be more direct and need to be more straightforward about the things that they need. But to cast judgment on people and to kind of insinuate that it's less than to be writing in that way, that's, I think, the undertone that doesn't sit well with us. Because I also will never show up to a meeting and act like some of the animals that I've had to deal with in the courtroom Uh, Mm -hmm. that also are degrading. Like I would never show up and start calling people sweetie and honey. Like I've been spoken to during depositions or in front of a judge. I would never do that either to my male counterparts that are there or another female attorney. I would never say that to, to them. So And of course, I'm sure that she wouldn't condone that behavior, the author of this post. I don't think that she would condone that behavior either. But suffice it to say that when you're giving advice and making it so sweeping to say that there's never a place in time to have a softer, lighter email is, I think, a little too far of a stretch. And I think it gives the wrong message that you can't be soft and friendly and light in the written word. Otherwise you're going to get demolished on the other side. I don't think that that's a rational, logical conclusion to be drawn. Right. So even when I show up in court, um, you know, you have to, every situation requires something different, but for the most part, I am pretty, I don't want to say informal because you, you can't be that informal. Right. Right. But, um, pretty laid back. Like, I'm not going to attack you. I'm not going to start arguing with you. I'm not, it's just not my style um, and not the way I handle things. Of course, sometimes if you're in a situation where you're arguing over something, it just, you know, that, that happens and it becomes a lot less informal, (laughs) but I am, I am just laid back like, Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Like, I like to ask people like, you know, how their practice is going and what's new, like just very I'm not, what did we say from the very beginning when we started our firm? What are we not? Stuffy, right? And so we don't present our social media that way. We don't present ourselves that way. Like we wanted to be true to ourselves and we are that way everywhere, right? How many times people are like, wait, you're an attorney, really? (laughs) Because they have this perception that attorneys are so stuffy, uptight jerks. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. We know. We know some. We know some. (laughs) Uh, I I do want to touch upon this though, too, because Laura and I have now been through the same exact training for this mediation um, training that that court system requires for mediators. And 
one of the things that I found really fascinating going into that is that it taught a completely different like skill set and tool to be added to your toolbox that was so much friendlier, but was with the the goal of a resolution. It's just a different setting, right? So the reason that I'm bringing this up is because there is a place in time for every kind of personality or every kind of like way or wish which you convey a message. And if I showed up to a deposition or I showed up to trial and I was solely being very friendly, open-ended questions, it wouldn't be effective in that setting. But if I go into a mediation session and I have the open-ended questions that are asked of the parties and the the attorneys, and you start to try and elicit as much information. It's to your point, you have to know your audience. You have to know where where it is that you're trying to go with what you're you're doing, what what you're asking, what you're saying. You have to realize like what that what direction that's bringing you in. And so, it, I think it's important to be reflective in that way. And I don't like the idea that it has to be one way or another. Yeah, the more that we talk about this, it just feels like it's a disservice to kind of put that blanket out and say, you have to act this way in order to be effective. Because I think that that's a very personalized perception and that's a very personalized, um, you know, reason for every single interaction that you have. Be a human. You know what I'm saying? Like, be a human, be yourself. Um, of course you have to adapt to your circumstances and different circumstances require different things. But if you are a a woman and you speak softer and you're not curt and you're not I'm telling you this is supposed to annoy me so much. If you, you like, you don't need to say, um, hi, I wanted to, um, check in on blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Period. No, no. It, it right. doesn't have to be that way. Like right. be a human, show some sensitivity. It doesn't have to be so formal if that's you. But if you are that person that is totally comfortable sending that formal email and speaking like that, then fine. But don't feel like because you're a woman that you have to speak like that. And I used to feel that way when I was a younger attorney. I do not anymore. If you can't tell, <laughs> like, I don't, I care. hear you. I yeah. don't care. But there was a point in time that I did. So I totally understand that. But I'm just telling you that if that's not you, if that's not true to who you are, you'll be much more comfortable and much happier with yourself if you speak like yourself, right? And wait, what did I say? We were looking at that post and we were talking about this and right before we started recording. And sure enough, somebody was like in the comments, well, but that's how I talk. So I want to have that language. Like, I don't really agree that you have to be so cold and stark and bold when you are normally having this like affinity to talking a little bit lighter and friendlier. And the person that created this post, she wrote, well, do whatever works for you. And it's like, well, yeah, (laughs) do whatever works for you. That's great. So then, you know. I think to your point again, it, you have to do what works for you. You have to do what feels genuine to you. And there's a greater context in here of like, oh, well, if you're trying to control the way that you're speaking, are you attracting only those people that like that kind of speaking? 
or, and are you detracting and deterring all those people that I would actually prefer you to be a little friendlier and softer? So at the end of the day, we're always going to advise you to just obviously be yourself, know your audience and show up in the way that you feel best about and you can feel proud about as opposed to trying to adopt and be somebody that you're not. I, I feel like that's, it's almost like, um, like an hourglass, like waiting to drain out. It'll work yeah. for a little bit and then it's going to just switch on you. And, not and then you reach a point where you just don't feel like you, like right. you constantly feel like you're trying to be somebody else and meet somebody else's standards. And we're here to tell you that you don't have to do that. Right. Um, I don't do that. Amy doesn't do that mm-hmm. anymore. So you know what? Be true to yourself, write emails, how you want to write them, however you think is appropriate and use your voice and not somebody else's. Thanks so much for tuning in. We thank you for spending time with us today and we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share it with someone that you think might benefit from today's episode. We'll see you next week.